Hello and welcome. You're listening to KTAR's Arizona's News Roundup, the weekly podcast that gets you all caught up on the biggest stories in the state on your time from a Valley point of view. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, managing editor here at KTAR News. Behind the board is editor and producer Kate Orda. We're two Valley natives breaking down Arizona's top stories this week. We also look ahead at what's to come to make sure you know what to keep an eye out on until our next episode. For this week, the week of Monday, June 19th, a shorter week for those who observed Juneteenth, we're breaking down the Arizona non-soon, plus an update on the state of homelessness in Arizona. But first, we're starting with a legislative review. It was a big week at the state capitol. As of this taping, Governor Hobbs has pretty much reviewed all the pieces of legislation she's going to get for this session, with one exception. Prop 400. Now, if you follow local government, you may be asking why is a proposition for a local region being legislated at the state level? And in many ways, we're asking the same questions. So let's break this down. Prop 400 is a regional half-cent tax first implemented by and for Maricopa County residents in 1985, then renewed again in 2004. Lawmakers in favor of the tax have pointed to multiple valley freeways, which are a direct result of the tax, like the Loop 101, 202, 303, and parts of State Route 51. It also funds some of the few public transportation options the metro area offers, like Dial Ride and the Light Rail. And that's where the real controversy around this bill exists. Light Rail. Geographically, the Phoenix metro area is among literally the largest cities in the country, but it's also among the top five in population as well. But when you look at other metro areas of its size, with the exception of Los Angeles, Phoenix is really the only one without a public transportation infrastructure. Now, some of that is historic, but a lot of it is financial. Light rail doesn't come with a small price tag, and it can only get you so far. Right now, you can get from downtown Phoenix to Tempe and into parts of Mesa, but the end of the line comes a lot faster than you'd expect. That causes some people to say it's a waste, while it makes others advocate to expand the above-ground subway's reach. And it's that debate that's held up the state legislature from getting a worthwhile bill over the threshold. But why are we talking about it this week? Governor Katie Hobbs has vetoed the bill that would put Prop 400 back on the ballot in 2024 for a possible voter renewal. But why would Governor Hobbs, a vocal advocate for light rail, oppose a bill that would help to fund it? Governor Hobbs effectively told reporters her no vote was because of partisan language in the bill, such as limiting light rail funding and expansions. Unfortunately, the legislature has tied the hands of Maricopa County. They're holding them hostage. Hobbs also pointed out something you may be thinking, that it's, quote, ridiculous that Maricopa County needs to go through the legislature to bring the bill before its voters. She also doubled down on the need to get the prop on the ballot, saying the whole state will suffer if there isn't a resolution. If Maricopa doesn't get this, then every other region in the state is going to be competing with Maricopa for transportation dollars. In her rejection of the state bill that would put Prop 400 back on the ballot, Hobbs called on the legislature to make this a bipartisan effort, and mayors across the valley backed her on it. This is how we're going to fund transportation in Mesa for the next 20 or 25 years. So, yes, it's our buses, it's our streets, it's our highways, it's literally everything related to transportation. That's Mesa Mayor John Giles. He told KTAR this is a vital issue and it needs to be a nonpartisan one because the benefits are nonpartisan. According to the Maricopa Association of Governments, Prop 400 has the potential to generate nearly $113 billion, that's billion with a B, in economic benefits for Maricopa County. But back to our original question. Why is it that state leaders are deciding on a local tax? It's because the sales tax only generates a portion of the funding, albeit a large portion, but other funding requires state and local money. 
The fight then comes down to how much this funding would be divided between public transit, freeways, and other programs. Republicans are fighting for more freeway funding, and Democrats are fighting for more public transit and programs. And now, with the legislature getting ready for some long breaks this summer, the time is really ticking to get a new bill to Governor Hobbs to ensure that it makes it on the November 2024 ballot before the latest Prop 400 funding expires in 2025. It's one story we'll continue to follow for you throughout the summer right here on KTAR. Last week marked the official start of the monsoon season in the Valley, or as our senior reporter Jim Cross might call it, the nonsoon, because instead of this, we're getting a whole lot of this. And I mean that literally. If your house is anything like mine, we've got grasshoppers and crickets all over the neighborhood. And that could be due to the mild start to Arizona summer and a very mild spring. The state's infamous triple-digit temperatures have been elusive so far this summer. The highest temperature recording as of this podcast taping was 108 on Father's Day. Now, if you're new to the valley, or from literally almost anywhere else on Earth, that sounds like the equivalent of living inside a volcano. But as any valley native like Kate or I will tell you, it's a dry heat. 108 seems like nothing when you consider on similar days in this week in history, Phoenix has recorded temperatures as high as 122 degrees. Ouch. Now, we typically don't see monsoon rainfall until July 7th, but even looking at a 14-day forecast, the National Weather Service tells our very own Jim Cross we're probably on track for some unimpressive rainfall. But for the first time in a long time, that may be okay. Over the last year, we've had incredible rainfall. The U.S. Drought Monitor says only 1.5% of the state is in drought currently. Ryan Worley with the National Weather Service says that's a remarkable difference from last year at this time, when 98% of the state was in drought. This very unusual winter that we just had was very wet and very cool and just really kind of helped us break from the serious drought conditions we were under and across the state. But with that in mind, it could mean we're in for a tough wildfire season with lots of vegetation after all that rain. But even the wildfire season has been mild. Arizona Forestry tells Cross just over 15,000 acres have burned statewide this year, compared with 53,000 at this point last year. That being said, it's never a bad idea to be prepared for the worst, so this is your reminder while things are nice to get your house in order. Find your flashlight, get some new batteries, maybe a candle and matches if you're feeling old school, non-perishable food, lots of drinking water, sandbags, and maybe a portable charger for your phone. Remember, don't take a shower during a big storm, and if you're driving when a monsoon hits, pull aside to stay alive. And I know it feels counterintuitive, but if you're caught in a boob, you know, the big dust storm things, pull to the side and turn off your car lights. And of course, you can tune into KTAR for any and all storm coverage. And finally, after a week-long special series last week from KTAR, homelessness is still top of mind for Arizonans. The two major headlines this week include the third round of homeless encampment cleanup in downtown Phoenix and Governor Hobbs' new homelessness task force. We'll start with the latest from The Zone. KTAR's Ballin Overstoles and Shira Tanzer were there to watch as the city dismantled a new block of homeless encampments in the area of downtown Phoenix, known as The Zone. This is some of what Shira told Jeff Munn and Jamie West on Arizona's Morning News about seeing one of those makeshift houses being taken apart. It took workers maybe five minutes to completely take down everything, the blankets, the mattresses, the tents. And then after they took it down, the tractor came, picked it up, put it in the garbage can, and the whole thing was done in maybe 10 minutes. In total, 17 people were moved out, with roughly 550 more zone residents still left living in the area. The city has until July 10th to show progress has been made on the cleanup of this portion of downtown, as ordered by a county judge. 
However, it will still take months to have enough shelter space for all those in need. And the recent public interest in the zone may be part of why Governor Katie Hobbs has created the recent Homelessness Council. As it's described, the, quote, Interagency and Community Council on Homelessness and Housing, end quote, will look for ways to fight homelessness and expand affordable housing options. Governor Hobbs says the mission is personal. My first job out of college was working with homeless youth here in Phoenix. My time there and in my work advocating for victims of domestic violence and their families showed me just how important stable housing can be to getting everything else right. The council met for the first time this week and KTAR's Luke Forstner was there. And he says the goal was to represent as many viewpoints as possible. Members of the council have backgrounds ranging from social work to economics to housing and those who have experienced housing insecurity themselves. For the latest on homelessness in the Valley, you can go to ktar.com slash homeless. So that's it. You're all caught up for this week, the week of Monday, June 19th. But what's ahead? Here are a few things to keep an eye out on. Arizona teams are heating up. With the NBA draft and a major trade of Chris Paul for the Washington Wizards' Bradley Beal, all eyes are on the Suns. Plus, the Diamondbacks are remaining strong as the top team in the NL West. Plus, next week, State Farm Stadium will host another kind of football with the Gold Cup group stage matches hitting the gridiron. More on all those stories at ArizonaSports.com. Plus, it's been a year since Roe v. Wade was effectively overturned so you will likely see a dial-up of rhetoric from both sides continuing to push this story forward. And remember, you can read more on all the week's top stories and get breaking news in real time on KTAR.com. You can also listen live on 92.3 FM or to take KTAR everywhere you go, just download the KTAR News app for articles, podcasts, and of course, breaking news. A big thanks for listening from your very own Valley Girls, Taylor and Kate. This is Arizona's News Roundup. Until next week.